Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 776 of the Juicebox Podcast. Jenny Smith and I are back with the Bold Beginnings series. As a matter of fact, this is the next to last episode in Bold Beginnings. And today, Jenny and I are going to be talking about technology and diabetes supplies. Don't forget, if you're enjoying Jenny, she works at integrateddiabetes.com, and she is for hire if you need help with your insulin management. I'd like you to remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you're a U.S. resident who has type 1 or is the caregiver of someone with type 1 and you'd like to help out with diabetes research without actually having to do anything, like not off your couch, you know what I mean? T1DExchange.org forward slash juice box. When you complete their survey, you're helping people living with type 1 diabetes. T1DExchange.org forward slash juice box. At the very end of this episode, I'll list all of the Bold Beginnings episodes for you. So in case you haven't found them, you'll know where to look. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by the Omnipod 5. It's time for you to try the only tubeless automated insulin delivery system that integrates with the Dexcom G6. Try the Omnipod 5. All you have to do to get started is head to my link, omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. There you'll see a photo of me, which I imagine you'll want to scroll past quickly, and then we'll get right to the information. Omnipod 5 is here, it says. The first and only tubeless automated insulin delivery system. Everything you need to know about it, including how to get started, is right here. All you have to do is click that little link. It says talk to an Omnipod specialist when you're there, and you're on your way. Get the process moving. Get yourself going with the Omnipod 5. It's not hard to get going. You could do it right now in just a few minutes. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. And if you're not looking for the Omnipod 5, but you want a tubeless insulin pump, check into the Omnipod Dash because you may be eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. And again, you'll find that out at Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. When you complete the process with my link, you are supporting the Juice Box podcast. And for that, I want to say thank you. The podcast is also sponsored today by Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G6, continuous glucose monitor. My daughter wears the Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor, and it saves us every day. Dexcom allows remote monitoring that lets users choose to share glucose data with up to 10 followers. Of course, you're getting that famous Dexcom accuracy and performance, seamless integration with Dexcom's expanding connected CGM ecosystem, and real-time glucose readings sent automatically to the user's compatible device. That could be an iPhone, that could be an Android, it could be your Dexcom receiver. See your blood sugar in real time, including the direction and speed of the number, without finger sticks, calibration, or having to scan anything. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. For full Omnipod safety, risk information, and free trial terms and conditions, please visit Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. There are links to Omnipod, Dexcom, and all of the sponsors in the show notes of the audio player you're listening in right now. 
and at juiceboxpodcast.com. If you're going to check out Omnipod or Dexcom, please use my links. Thank you so much. Here comes Jenny. Jennifer, we are up to technology and diabetes supplies in the bowl, oh. in the bowl beginning series. Fun. This is uh, voluminous. This is a very broad topic. Yes, it is. But there's a lot of feedback here from people. So okay. I'm just going to go through it in order. All right. This first person says, this is uh, very specific, get a Dexcom. <laughs> that was the entirety of their um, of, of their thoughts. The next person says, I wish I could have left the hospital with a Dexcom, but we did get it 10 days later. All right. I think advocating for a pump and CGM right away, if that's what you choose, that's interesting. We always, I don't know, that there's something about polite. I don't know, Jenny, this is the wrong place for this. If if that's what you choose, I just assume that's inferred. Like, like, but I guess everybody's worried that people feel like they're telling each other what to do. Anyway. Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not telling anyone what to do. And if your insurance doesn't cover it or if you can't afford it, I'm sorry. Like, I'm certainly not trying to make you feel bad about that as we go through this. Um, advocating for yourself is important is what I got from this person. They, mm-hmm. This person goes on to say, luckily, our endo is amazing and did that for us. So we had a Libre before leaving the hospital. Nice. Good. Which I've actually heard... M- I would say more frequently in the past two years, interestingly, the more newly diagnosed that I've had a chance to work with, more than a handful of them have left the hospital either with a prescription for it Mm -hmm. or knowledge that they had already gotten a message that it was approved and on its way, or they left the hospital with it. Okay. Yeah. I I hear the same stories. And I think it's fascinating. And I reject the old thinking that you need to live with diabetes and let it beat the crap out of you for a while before you get technology. I just don't, I don't think that's accurate. I know people are like, well, what do you do if you don't have it? And I say, well, then learn it then. Then learn it then, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you know. I think the first comment, uh, quite honestly, as I tell a lot of people, if you're going to choose technology, get a CGM. Yeah. I mean, literally, that's the bottom line of any technology. Sure, you're going to have a glucometer. I mean, I have not heard of anybody who has left any office without a prescription for a glucometer. But for the ups and the downs and following, you know, and or any journaling, mm-hmm. right, that you might do, <laughs> you you need a CGM of any technology out there. Yeah. Get one. No, I agree. The next statement here is, I wish they would have given me a CGM right away and not made us wait for it. Yep. I, I will bring up here that if your practice says things like, oh, we don't give people pumps for six months or a year, you're not allowed to have a CGM till some arbitrary date in the future. Just please know that's an arbitrary statement. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is not a rule of diabetes or a rule of safety or anything like that. If you're ready for it, you can afford it. Your insurance covers it. There's no reason you can't have it right away. And please don't let a doctor's office tell you otherwise. Right. I've I've seen people circumvent their doctor, go to the company and say, I want this. And they send a request for a prescription back to the doctor's office, who often just Signs it. Just signs it and sends it back, you know? Right. So they'll tell you to your face, no, six months. Why six months? That's how we do it. Not a good answer for anything. That's how we do it is a bad answer. Um, And then they'll just sign it when it comes through the office. 
And I think the unfortunate thing about that bad answer of that's just the way we do it, or we have to wait six months, there should be explanation behind that. It, it to be clear, it's not just um, a random response. Their protocol goes a little bit deeper, especially for newly diagnosed, mm-hmm. to make sure that there is a certain amount of insulin that actually does work better once you reach a specific amount of total daily insulin. Most often pumps of any kind, whether it's with an algorithm or just conventional kind of pump, will typically give you better results with a certain amount of insulin that you use. So if you are in that early phase of six months using very, very little insulin, the doctor's like, nope, it has to be at six months. Well, what if at nine months you're using still a really tiny amount of insulin? Then it's no more appropriate than it was at two months in. Yes. Right? So I think there needs to be better explanation to that quote unquote six month rule if there is Mm -hmm. one. Um, And also to go into that, you also shouldn't have to prove yourself to be able to get a pump. If you are actually utilizing enough insulin and you're trying as hard as you can, you shouldn't have to perfect what you're doing to get the use of a pump. Mm -hmm. The use of a pump should actually help you to perfect things more. (laughs) Because I said so, not a good answer. And the idea of like six months as an example is probably just what the the average of what the doctor expects. Correct. You know, in, in your example, where they're probably just guarding against a, a honeymoon situation where you don't need very much insulin to begin with and a pump won't work for you. But it would be nice to have that explanation. Correct. Not just be told, there's this arbitrary date. Come back on this day and it'll be. And by the way, when you come back in six months and they start the process then, it sometimes can take months after that to finish the process. So correct. why don't we get this going now? And, you know, be ready. I Listen, the next bunch, a friend told us not to leave without a CGM. Best advice I ever got. I didn't have a Dexcom for three months. Would have made a big difference. Advocate for yourself. Advocate for yourself. The more you know and show the endo, the faster they approve devices. So this is, Mm -hmm. you just said it shouldn't be this way. And I agree with you. But it doesn't make it not true. That you are a little in there proving yourself. You know what I mean? Correct. And that's that's tough because I get that doctors might not know you and they might not understand your ability to understand things and they're judging everybody. But I mean, listen, right. just, I treat it like a first date. Know what I mean? Let's go in there, right. keep my smile up, keep my back straight. <laughs> I'm not a lunatic who will kill anybody with a CGM or insulin pump. Please give me one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, and I think it it also brings in, you know, a bit of treating somebody almost as if they're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if you tell them, well, you can't have it until this certain like arbitrary time yeah. based on I'm so-and-so with the white coat on and I just know better. You're kind of making the person who's coming in and actually living this minute to minute 24-7 at home. You're making them feel dumb when in fact they're the ones with the amount of data that could prove that they could benefit from something if you just kind of listen to them just have to listen and have an actual back and forth conversation and you're done this person here begged their way into two months of dexcom samples at the hospital that's impressive madam or sir whoever did that well done it's impressive yeah yeah. um okay let's skip past all the ones that say don't leave without a dexcom 
uh, advocate for tech. It's interesting. I also wanted, I would have loved to know about the iPort. It's a great, this is a great ah. one because that would have been so much easier on my boy versus sticking him so many times. So iPort, Medtronic owns that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Medtronic correct. owns iPort. It's this little, it's all, it, it's like this little disc, right? You, it adheres to your body. Mm-hmm. And then the, look at Jenny's looking at me like, go ahead, buddy. See if you get this right. <laughs> Uh, and then you're you're um so that so there's a cannula in it is my expectation yeah and then the syringe goes into the port and you inject without having to poke the skin over and over again correct the eye port is a really nice i think for for a number of different reasons one early on can reduce it can reduce the amount of injections all over the body it can get somebody on a second note a little bit more comfortable with actually a pump site Mm -hmm. if that's the way that you eventually want to move, and many people do. Um, And especially for little kids who can be more prone to picking and pulling things off, um, it's exactly as you described it. It's almost for those who are already pump users, it's like an infusion site for like Medtronic or um, Tandem pumps. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has a straight in 90 degree cannula that just pops under the skin. And that leaves a hole essentially, or a tunnel in which you put your syringe right in and you deliver your insulin dose basal or rapid acting insulin into that site. And the nice thing is that you can leave it on for several days, just like a pump site. And so you can put your injected insulin right into that place over the course of a couple of days. Um, So absolutely, it's a wonderful, I think, really, really underused tool at at sort of initial diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, next person. This is long. I wish we would have gotten a pump sooner. Oh, gosh, then three years. I wish someone had put in a script for a Libre for us before they gave us a Dexcom. Okay, here you go. As a person who would prefer Libre. Mm. Those first few weeks after diagnosis were some of the scariest of my life. And a Libre, oh, I'm getting this now. A Libre would have allowed me some sleep. So I think Libre is cheaper. I think so they're saying I could have at least... No disrespect to Libre, but I think what they're saying is if I couldn't have got a Dexcom, at least I could have gotten a Libre. It's something that I could have scanned and looked at once in a while. Uh, I was so worried that something terrible would have happened during the night, and I'd never know about it since Mm -hmm. our, our room was on the opposite side of the house. A reminder that people have done this for years was nice um, with only a glucometer. Uh, So please remind people that too. Okay, I will. Hold on a second. Um, And sometimes lack of tech can be crippling, even though things will likely be just fine. She makes some good points in there. And I do say that to people, especially when they talk about like the warm up time for their CGM or something. I was like, you know. Do a finger stick. Yeah, you just right? check. It's not that hard. And they're like, right? what are we going to do? And I was like, you could use your meter. <laughs> and, and Right, oh. that's what that thing over there is for. <laughs> <laughs> I <know. laughs> and I do, I mean, and we're not laughing to the to the point that I understand, you know, little kids or, or people who are, you know, worried or frightful of that type of, I get it. I get all the worries, but honestly... If you can get over a five-second screaming because you want information, at least you're calm now because you know where things are. Mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah. So just do the finger stick. Yeah, I agree. I just, I wasn't laughing at people. I was laughing no. at, at your phrasing. So far, you've made me laugh to myself twice once it came out. That was there. <laughs> and earlier when you changed into your doctor's voice, it reminded me of one of the claymation Santa Claus shows. I oh, can't... like Rudolph kind of one? Yes, yes. When one of the characters pretends to be another character and they go into a deeper voice, I was like, Jenny definitely grew up watching those claymation shows. <laughs> oh, absolutely I did. I make my kids watch them. I don't know if they enjoy them, but I make them watch them because I grew up with them. <laughs> I, I, I agree. So, okay. Um, That's funny. I didn't know I had a doctor voice. Yeah, you were, you went into, like, you even, like, you, like, Squared, Did I stand you, squared, up? you squared up your shoulders and everything. It was fantastic. Uh, okay. I this one's. I don't have a white coat on, though. No. But you could. Jenny, I'd give you a, I'd give you a degree before some of the people I've met that are doctors. Aw, uh, thanks. <laughs> um, this one's going to be interesting because you see the mindset of this person, but I could make the exact opposite argument. So they said, I advise people to push for a CGM, but don't be too anxious for a pump. And, and they do say, I'm sure opinions vary on this, but we're still MDI after 11 months, and it has taken us some time to learn how to bolus, how basal impacts, and how to monitor the ups and downs. Uh, while a pump may take a lot of the workout, I feel like learning MDI in advance is valuable, sort of like learning math by hand before using a calculator, because at some point, if you go off a pump, you'll need to know how to do MDI. Now, it's not, I don't disagree, but I don't understand I, I don't know if the, that feels conflicting. Like, I don't disagree that it would be great to know how to manage through MDI. But if you know how to use a pump, you can reverse an MDI in two seconds. You can reverse engineer it. You can't reverse engineer MDI to pumping. Does that make sense? Or am I wrong about that? I don't think you're wrong, but I think that you have you have a broader perspective on insulin than this person manipulation will. i yeah. guess that's that's the best way to say it because right. i actually am more the i'm i'm more agree with the person i think oftentimes there are many people who get a pump before they have figured out insulin use mm -hmm. on mdi and there's there is value to it whether it takes you 3 weeks or 6 months to figure that out it time frame is based on what you have, I guess, done the homework to understand. Yeah. Um, so a pump could be beneficial at any point. It doesn't have to take this long or this short of time. But I think MDI makes a good point here that if you do have to go back to MDI after being on a pump and you have knowledge of what you did for how at least your life was at the point of using MDI then you have a base to start at. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I think it's, again, person to person. I also think with technology and stuff today, using a conventional pump before starting out on an algorithm-driven pump. Is very valuable. very valuable. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, we all know technology will fail. At some point, your tech will not work the way that you want it to work. Mm -hmm. You have to have someplace to step back to. And if you don't know what to do outside of what the algorithm has been doing for you, you're at a loss. Yeah. I just sent a text to Arden to help her understand her algorithm. She's looping. And mm -hmm. I texted her end of, end of your, 
Let me see how I put it. So this is me trying to teach her something. I said, old pump site algorithm needs some help from you. And, yes. and I don't know what she'll take from that or not take from that. But what I see is that the loop is microbolusing like crazy and not, and not getting what it wants. Mm -hmm. And so she either needs to change the site now or make a larger bolus if she wants this to actually go her way. And, right. and I don't see how, oh, so your point, here's what I'm taking from all this. You should not just flat out listen to anything you hear from anybody, whether it's me or Jenny or anybody else, just because, and you go online where people say things like definitely do MDI first. And then you hear that and go, okay, that's a rule. Or, or right. I say, you don't have to do MDI first. You go, oh, well, the guy on the podcast said you don't have to do that. That's not how this right. goes. Yeah. You have no. to, you have no. to figure out like, this is MDI. I'm going to shoot some insulin. I'm going to have to give more. Like, this is what it is. Do I want to do that? Do I want to do this? Like, who am I in this situation? And that's hard to figure out, I guess. So mm -hmm. I guess listening And to also, I mean, helps. readiness there, too. You know, we're talking with a lot of people who have kids in the picture, mm -hmm. right? There are, there are many kids who are, they're just not ready for all of that stuff on their body. Yeah. They're just not. And you as a parent may be ready for it, for some of the precision that you think it's going to bring into the picture. But the, if your child isn't there yet, it may bring in a ton more frustration. Right. It's not time help. then. It's just not time. I, right. The first thing you said in this episode, I'm going to say at the end of it, which is if you get one thing, get a CGM. Yes. That's where you start. Everything else is great, and but it's not the first thing. Like a pump's not going to tell you your blood sugar is going under 50. That's, no. pretty, that's pretty much it. So, all right. I want to keep going here. This person says, ask about newer products. Like, for example, for us, Fiasp as an insulin, because they wanted something that moved quicker, but the doctor's office was talking about older stuff, especially with basal insulin when you're MDI. If somebody's handing you Lantus or Levomir at this point, there are more modern basal insulins that work better. So, right. you know, knowing that is helpful, especially when you, you know, using that as an example, when suddenly you think every... Every 18 hours, your blood sugar goes up for no reason. That might be because Levomir doesn't really make it 12, 24 hours, you know, and right, you don't right. know that. There's a variable you're never going to know as a new person with diabetes. So if you can get, uh, what are they, Traceba? Tujeo, Tujeo. Baziglar. Yeah, the more modern basal insulins and other stuff. Like, Listen, I do an ad for Contour Next uh, 1 meter. And in every ad, I say, not all meters are the same as far as accuracy yeah. goes. So when the doctor reaches out to you and goes, here, from my drawer, just keep in mind, those are in the drawer because the pretty girl from the company that came in with them gave them to him and brought him bagels, I'm assuming. I don't know if that's still legal or not, but at the very least, she was pretty and smiled a lot while she was doing it. <laughs> and he wants Or he was a very handsome man. He could be a very handsome man as well. A very yeah. handsome man could have come in. I Listen, any variation of this doctor could be gay, Gay man came in, straight man came in, and we found attractive. Doesn't matter to me. What I'm Whoever. saying is we're sending pretty people into these doctor's offices with big veneer smiles and handed out stuff. You don't know if you got the best meter or you got the meter that was in the drawer. So Correct. ask. Say, hey, right. is this accurate? Are there more right. accurate meters? It, tell me about that. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I think that goes for everything. You just, it, for me, it goes back to insulin when Arden was diagnosed. I thought Novolog was insulin. 
at the beginning. It never occurred to me that there was another brand or right blend or well and i think one step further in that too while the doctor may have written a script for something doctor isn't necessarily looking at what's going to be covered for you either Mm -hmm. right so you might go home with x brand glucometer or x brand of insulin and then when you get to your insurance it's like well we prefer you use this one yeah (laughs) Because we've got a big pile of them, uh, but no, but right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, best you can afford is uh, you know is is what I'm saying. But don't don't just assume that what you were handed was the best or the most Correct. accurate or the fastest or whatever because it might not be. A uh, person says, please just take the time to learn about technology. Omnipod five looping any uh, control IQ like keep opening your mind up to new ideas. Um, I put, well, this person just ran through everything. Oh, how do this person says, make sure you understand how to suspect if a cannula is bent. Mm. Very interesting. Um, I just heard a story the other day from somebody who had a long day of high blood sugars, ended up in DKA, got home and found out their cannula was was bent. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that is part of, you know, we we consider technology just the actual like, pump or CGM or even glucose meter, right? But the pieces that work with the technology also go into what it does for you. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, cannulas, you know, if you're having problem after problem with your particular cannula, pump companies will if you, I mean, Medtronic and Tandem, which use, you know, a different set or you have options within the infusion sets, um, call them and and say, hey, this isn't working. Can I try a different kind? Can I try angled versus 90 degree? Can I try the steel cannula versus, you know, the more flexible kind of plasticky one? Um, There are options. So that consider that part of technology too. And that one size doesn't fit all. Right. Um, There's this really great story this person told here about iPort. I'm just going to boil it down to like two, two two ideas but her son had anxiety about injections was crying all the time started saying how he hated his life and then started skipping meals to avoid shots and the eye port she said save them because um it sounds to me like he was on his way to you know some sort of an eating disorder on on top of everything else and a meltdown right. you know so it's a simple little thing right and there i, I mm-hmm. bet you it doesn't cost anything an eye port Get, you know, like they're the tiniest little things. Um, they are. I wish, okay, what does a normal graph look like? This is interesting. They found it interesting to see what a normal graph looked like or just a well, you know, managed type one graph. We got a Dexcom with no idea what our BG data should look like. And it took me huh. like, uh-huh, right? And so now they get all the data and they're like, well, what the hell does this mean? Right. <laughs> Why does it look like this? Is this right? I had to uh, find someone's random blog. I did a bunch of Googling. I found uh, graphs for people who were wearing them who don't have diabetes. I have found people who were. The data without a control set doesn't help. CGM should come with sample data and give parents and users something to shoot for. An idea of what should happen after meals, like the effects of pre-bolusing versus not pre-bolusing versus high GI versus low carb, etc. Data, more data, not just here's the CGM. Don't let her fall between 80 and try to stay in range 70% of the time. The endo recommendations 
still piss me off three years later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a good point. Like it is. Yeah. How do you know what you're supposed to be doing? Right. I mean, they give you a range and that range does differ practice to practice based on a protocol that they are trying to follow much more of a like a true protocol versus what they're what they feel comfortable telling you to aim for. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't tell you what that graph should look like in that target range. Right. Should it be okay that it looks like you're on the craziest roller coaster that you've ever been on in your entire life? Should it be smoother? Should it have no lumps or jumps or bumps at all? You know, how often are lows okay to see? How often could you expect or what could possibly cause a higher blood sugar that you're not expecting and how to analyze that? I mean, all those things, definitely. Um, I think a piece that's also missed because it's very buried in the manual that nobody reads for any product at all. Um, but I mean, it's it's highlight, it's highlighted in terms of described in the Dexcom manual about what the end arrows mean, mm-hmm. the rate of change. Yep. I think that I have talked to maybe two people in the many people I've talked to who actually knew before I brought it up what the arrows meant. Right. Or that how about a steady arrow doesn't actually mean steady all the time. You, you could right. be vacillating a little bit with a, with a stable arrow. Uh, yep. Diagonal down is one rate of change. A single arrow down is another rate of change. Two arrows down is another rate of change. Same as going up. And yep. it is spelled out. And, it, you know, it's so interesting you say that because I think that all the time. Like for all the visual things that people share about diabetes, you never see that image anywhere. And it's almost nope. like it's almost like nobody knows, maybe. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I should I think that it should be a page that has one of those tabs on the outside that says, This is important. <laughs> turn to turn to this page. <laughs> Sticky note. Sticky note right on that. Well, I, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I'll do a post about that and try to remind people that's a great idea. Cool. Uh, this person says, get a great blood ketone meter. Mm. Interesting. We have the precision extra extra. It's a blood. Yep. It's a blood ketone meter. Big deal. Stops you from having to pee on things. Uh, you don't use it very often uh, in our situation, but it's great to have. I sent one to uh, college with Arden and I remember holding it up going, you, you remember what this is, right? I was like, if you get sick, I'm going to ask you to find this. And she's right. like, She's like, okay. Um, so <laughs> she's like, leave me alone. Uh, urine ketone test strips can be messy with young kids. They can be messy with me too. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, and not precise. I mean, what is mild versus eh, it looks like it's in between mild and moderate? Like, mm-hmm. wh- wh- do I do something differently? Right? The color change is not purposeful. Yeah. Uh, it- it'll give you a little bit of information, but again, Keep blood ketones are right now information just like a blood glucose value is right now here. Whereas urine ketones, it's it's older data. Mm-hmm. It's a collective of ketones, but it's not truly what's right happening now. And, and your doctor should give you sick day rules for how to bol- how to bolus for ketones. And it's nice to know that you have. 0.5 or you have one or whatever because it's easier to to make that bolus decision. Correct. Then, right. Uh, person said they paid out of pocket for their first Dexcoms. 
She's like, I didn't know what diabetes was, but when somebody told me what that thing did, I was like, I'll take one now, please. So that's, you know, if you can do that, that's amazing. Yeah. I wish they would have been able to give me a pen, not a syringe. Mm. Um, I told them to train with a pen in the future. I didn't even know how it worked until we got home and they showed me, but I had to do it the first time alone. Oh, okay. So she trained mm-hmm. on syringes and then someone just said, here, use this insulin pen instead. And it's different. Yeah. And they didn't There's know a different strategy and yeah, dosing could be wrong if you're not using it the right way. Um, the needle caps. I mean, there's a whole slew of things about yeah. using an insulin pen. And I think in terms of this being, you know, about technology, I wouldn't want to not mention in pen. Yeah. No, it's it's really something because you get, again, I'm going to sound like an ad, but you get a lot of the functionality of pumping with the insulin pen. And Yeah, I say it's like yeah. pumping without a pump. Yeah. No, it's it's really uh, terrific. I do think people should check it out. Um, I do think I'm, te- <laughs> I think I'm contractually obligated to say from Medtronic Diabetes every time I say in pen, though. <laughs> 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 but we're not in an ad, so I'll get past it. Uh, this person okay. this person said, we hesitated to move from finger sticks, but oh. got a Libre and loved it. Excellent. Um, no, I sent my son to school five days after being diagnosed, and I was terrified. I called the nurse about eight times a day to check his blood sugar. We did not have a CGM. It was the hardest thing for me personally. You know, that's another good point. If you have a CGM that shares data, I don't know if Libre does. Um, but Dexcom does, right? You have followers. People can see that. It's incredibly comforting. Um, oh, I, the fact that a monitor can have a variable range, a glucose monitor can have a variable range, blew my mind, and I did not see how we could trust it now. This is very common. Jenny, are you good on time, or do you have to go? I've got about 10 minutes. All right. Uh, we can get this done in 10 minutes. Um, this happened to me. I I recently told this story somewhere, but the nurse came into the room. She had this big, expensive-looking meter, checked Arden's blood sugar with a meter, then gave me the freestyle, like little light. Like, yeah, whatever they, light. whatever they mm-hmm. gave me. Like it looked like it was it was look. Like I came out of a bubblegum machine. I always say they checked Arden's blood sugar with that. Arden's blood sugar on the meter they were sending us home with, and Arden's blood sugar on the one from the hospital that looked like it were cost different. ten thousand dollars were significantly different. And it paralyzed me. I was like, you're telling me to make decisions about insulin based on this thing. Isn't yours more accurate? Is Can't this thing- I just have this one, please? Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I tried. I was like, give me that one. She's like, I think it costs like 10 grand. I was like, uh, I'll steal it. Just like give it to me, you know? <laughs> right. um, that's what this person's saying. That the minute I realized these things aren't perfect, I did not know what to do. Um, all I can tell you about that is get the most accurate stuff you can afford and never think about that again. <laughs> I don't know another right. thing to say. Right. Well, and because even as as most people who've already been using a CGM know, if you do have to calibrate it, you are calibrating off of a finger stick. Mm-hmm. You want that finger stick to be as accurate as possible. So now that you're tuning something else that's going to give you many more data points right. to be more accurate. Yeah. I, I, I listen... I say all the time, I don't know if people believe me or not, but the people who advertise on this show are very carefully curated by me. So I'm not just, I'm not hawking a Contour Next One blood glucose meter because they they knocked on my door and asked to buy an ad. Somebody else knocked on my door and asked to buy an ad. And I said, I'd rather do one for Contour, thanks. So, you know, that, um, 
just surrounding yourself with as good of data as possible is the best thing. But that part in there, the part where you like, well, this might not be right. I guess the answer, there's a lot of people living with diabetes and they're all okay, might be the the thing you, you say here. Um, okay. I wish I would have known about SugarMate. Okay. Third-party apps that also mm. give you data. That's great. Um, the different CJM options. That's interesting. So somebody told them either Libre or Dexcom. They didn't know there was a different company. Getting the T-Slim help for my mental health because I started sleeping. Algorithms mm -hmm. can help you sleep. That's a good thing to know. What are the different glucagon options? That's a great yeah. one, right? So right now there's there's old school. Are they? Oh no, they're being discontinued. As of the end of December 2022, the old school red lily glucagon box will no longer be available. That's it. Um, that's it. Yeah. And then there's there's Gvoke, which comes in multiple different like options mm -hmm. um as well as the Baximi, which is the nasal glucagon okay so right now gvoke and Baximi are the ones that are available there's a third one coming isn't there i yeah i don't know and now of course it's not in my brain can i tell you the we only just talked about it not too long ago in our staff meeting yeah i it's escaped me sorry it's interesting here's a little back back room uh, the only reason i know about that is because the company approached me to buy ads Oh, And I said, I'm sorry, I already take ads from a, a glucagon company. That's the one we use. I apologize. Can't do that. Um, but that's the only reason I know there's another one coming from somewhere. Yes. Um, yes. How to use a Lansing device. Don't laugh at me, uh -huh. it says. First time I tried it out. <laughs> First time I tried without the top and kept stabbing my finger until it bled. Oh, so they weren't clicking it. They were stabbing. Stabbing, oh, yeah, which was the old... You never had to use it. I it, we referred to it as the guillotine. The one that snapped over. It literally you pulled back this like post that had a spring. Mm -hmm. You loaded in a lancet to it, yeah. and then you put your finger neath finger underneath a platform. You push the button, and the thing literally jammed into your. Ooh, like pulling, that's what I used. <laughs> like pulling for a long time. Like pulling chopsticks apart and letting go of one side, right? And it just. Snap down. Oh, there you go. Dang. Absolutely. They <laughs> were not nice. Um, I mean, the good ones now, I there's the genteel. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people use that one because it's very adjustable in multiple different ways. It is not a small device to carry around and use, right? But it is very gentle, honestly. Um, the one that I really like the best that I like baby because I don't need. I know it's still on the market because I can still get the Lancet. Can I tell you Lancet. what you're going to say? Yeah. It's the multi-clicks. Yes, from the multi-clicks from Axi. Yes. Arden's just, Arden's just died. We kept it going for like <gasps> so many years. Uh, and oh. we went to the fast clicks, but it's not the same. AccuCheck, if you're listening, it's what are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yes. My God. The Ac Yes, the AccuCheck is it, or the 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 Melty Clicks was it was the best. I still I have the Fast Clicks because I couldn't get any of the things anymore for right. it's what the Melty Clicks. Yeah. Um, and the Fast Clicks is certainly the next best in my opinion. Um, but yeah, the 
those are another thing to consider because the typical ones that come with your meter, yeah, many of them don't feel the greatest. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah get a good one. I listen. I could go on. I you have, you're limited on time, and I have to get a couple of things. I could do a dissertation on what AccuCheck did, leaving the multi clicks and going to the fast clicks. It was a huge mistake. This is my opinion. Um, I wish this person says I knew about different ways to keep insulin cool. Like from gadgets, oh. the packs and things like that. Because that's a big deal, right? Like your MDI, yeah. you're moving around with insulin. Arden's going through it now because her classes are very far from her dorm. And so on days, she's she's kind of stuck taking insulin with her and a pump just in case. In which case. Is not how she's used to traveling. Um, mm-hmm. So we had to go over that with her. Did you guys get a, I mean, there is a really good device. It's called the Vivicap. V-I-V-I, the Vivicap. I thought that was just for pens. It is for pens, but at some point, I do know only having talked um, to them at the educator conference, Mm -hmm. they are working on one for the vials. Yeah. Um, But right now, the Vivicap is just for pens, pens of of any kind. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you carry your pens with you. It's it's an excellent okay. option. Well, I hope they make one for vials because Arden's in a hot weather climate right now. So she's using a tiny little like. Very hot. Yes. She's using this <laughs> tiny little Yeti thing that she has to throw ice in and then throw the thing and to travel around with her insulin every day. And there's already been days where she's like, look, I didn't take it with me because. Right. What, I was ab- like, you know. what about the Frio? You oh, that little pack, use? you wet yeah. the thing. And if I, trust me, I know it works well. And if I asked her to do that, she'd be like, I'm not carrying a wet bag around with me. Is definitely what I would hear from her. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I, I use know. it for my travel, but yeah. again, she has to do what she can do. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. Yeah. What she's going to do, what she did was she set up with her counselor um, that if she needs to go back to her room, she's allowed to call um, campus security and they'll zip her back to change her pod real quick. So that's awesome. Yeah. Talk about getting a, uh, an accommodation. Yeah. That was a pretty good one. Uh, last couple things here. Bracelets. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just interviewed Jennifer Stone the other day from Wizards of Waverly Place, who has type 1 diabetes. And she's talking to me on camera, and she lifted up her hands, and I brought up that she was wearing an ID bracelet. She's mm-hmm. a nurse now, um, as well as being an actress still. I think you're just supposed to say actor. But um, – and – she said, yeah, it doesn't take too many people coming into the ER without one of these on to realize you should be wearing one. So yeah, mine never comes off. I know Jenny's always got hers on. I yeah. don't I I don't it doesn't it never comes off. Yeah. I made sure that I got waterproof, won't tarnish, won't rust, won't blah blah blah. It just sits there. So all right. Well, so that's it. I mean, that's everyone's list about technology and data uh, or technology uh, for diabetes, excuse me. I mean, from my perspective, I mean, we've been using Omnipod forever. I, I I can stand behind it. I also talk to a ton of people who love Control IQ. To me, I think it comes down to tubeless versus tubed and what you want. Um, right. But yeah, this is it. No one's going to explain it to you. You got to get out there and figure it out. So hopefully this yeah. will help. Cool. All right. Thank you, Jenny. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. I hope you've been enjoying the Bold Beginnings series. I want to thank Jenny Smith for lending her time to it. And of course, I'd also like to thank Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. And Omnipod, makers of the Omnipod 5. Get yourself some automated insulin pumping with Omnipod. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Or to find out if you're eligible, 
for a free 30-day supply of the Omnipod Dash. Use the same link. In just a moment, I'll go over all of the episodes uh, that are available right now in the Bowl Beginning series. And uh, I was like, in uh, sorry about that. Uh, but first, let me tell you, if you're living in certain countries in Europe, the Dexcom G7 is available already. And you can still use my link for that. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Today is the 20th episode of the Bowl Beginning series. And there's going to be 21. One more coming next week. So far, here's what we have. Episode 698, Defining Bold Beginnings. It's a talk up of what the series is going to be. Then 702, Honeymooning. 706, Adult Diagnosis. 711, Terminology Part 1. 712, Terminology Part 2. Episode 715, Fear of Insulin. 719, The 1515 Rule. 723, Long Acting Insulin. 727, Target Range. 731, Food Choices. 735 pre-bolus, 739 carbs, 743 stacking, 747 flexibility, 751 school, 755 exercise, 759 guilt, fears, hope, and expectations, 763 community, 772 is all about journaling. Today's episode, 776, technology and diabetes supplies, and next week's episode, which will be 780, I think, is going to be all about insurance. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast. Oh, and by the way, if you're wondering where you might be able to see this list, you can find it in the private Facebook group, Juice Box Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes, right at the top under the Featured tab. You sh- Oh, are you not in the Facebook group? Oh, you should be. It's really cool. 30,000 people all using insulin, asking questions, answering questions being supportive. It's the most un-Facebook-like experience you're ever going to have. It's actually nice, and it's free. Free? I mean, Scott, you're not trying to nickel and dime people to get access to information? Nope. The Juicebox Podcast is ad-supported. I don't want your money. That's it. I want you to have information. I want you to have access to each other, to community. That's all I care about. There are no classes. You don't have to sign up for any kind of, you know, $60 a month to call me on the phone. Uh, I'm not going to give you 10 seconds of information in a podcast and tell you to come find me for the rest of it. I'm not up for that bullshit. You understand? Uh, I don't care about that. I'll make a living, uh, but it's not going to be off your ass. You understand what I'm saying? That's all. Head over to the Facebook page. Check it out. It's amazing. Listen to the podcast. It's amazing. And it's free. Everything's free that the Juicebox podcast brings forth. Everything is free to you, as it should be. Having decent blood sugars and understanding how insulin works shouldn't cost you money. It shouldn't cost you a membership. You shouldn't have to pay a fee. You don't have to take a class. This this uh, podcast, it's at your speed. You want to listen to the Diabetes Pro Tip episodes in three days? Go do it. You want to listen to it over three weeks? Cool. Whatever's good for you. If you don't like listening, I've got transcripts on the website, juiceboxpodcast.com. Go read it if you want to. You want to read a podcast? I'm not judging you. Couldn't possibly care less how you learn, as long as you learn. That's it. Again, I thank you for listening, and I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast.